morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. Happy ending day of week for those that are here. Whenever you're here, we appreciate you being here in any way that you're here. We've been talking about this concept of where our thoughts come from, or where our words come from. Where we left off yesterday was that even within our thoughts is a deeper desire. So really desire is what's generating our thoughts. Now, it's much more complicated than that, obviously, but just for this particular moment, let's go with it. Our desire is generating everything because everything is desire. Everything comes from the root of desire. In fact, the, the whole connection that we have to the source comes from the word and from the concept of a desire. Desire is everything. If you don't have a desire, you don't get up in the morning. Anything that you've ever done in your life, you've only done because of a desire. And so when you think about the thoughts that we have, usually the thoughts that we have are trying to fulfill some deeper desire. That's how we have the thoughts. And if we don't care about something, then we stop really thinking about it. And you see this a lot with like life, you know? You know, as a kid growing up, you know, you had something called color war in camp. Remember color war? Color war is like the craziest thing in the world. It's an, ama it's an amazing social experiment, color war. All of a sudden, like in the middle of, like, like at the end of the summer, somebody like, something crazy happens. It's color war breakout. And for like two days, people go insane. They go insane. Everything is like blue and they paint their face blue and like they'll like dive over a cliff to get three more points for the blue team and they'll scream and yell and make songs. And, and it's like we go crazy. It's a made up thing. It's not real. And then finally, like it's the end of the color war finale and they announced the, the, the winners. And like the next day, if a guy would come into the lunchroom like in blue, you'd be like, what's wrong with you? Like, what do you mean? Yesterday, everyone was in blue. They're like, yeah, but color was over. They're like, what? What do you mean color? Like, no, I'm still into it. They're like, into what? It wasn't real. 24 hours earlier, people were like giving up their life for, for blue. 24 hours later, like if you even have like too much blue on your hat, they're like, what's wrong with you? It's over. This fabricated competition that created a desire to yell, scream, you know, get points. You snap your fingers, the desire is gone. When the desire is gone, no one's thinking about color war anymore. No one's thinking about color war back in school in the middle of September. Why? Because the, the desire was gone. So the thoughts are gone. You may remember it. You ever have this in life where like, you were like worried about something and then like, you know, you get a call that like, God forbid, or, you know, like something serious or that you think is serious. And all of a sudden, like, you don't even care. A minute ago, you were like mad at like, you know, something in the office or something in politics or something in sports. 
And then you find that someone in your family needs, you know, health or sick or something. The second that happens, second that happens, like what happened to all the thoughts that you were met? You doesn't, you don't even care. What happened? The desire changed. Now you have a bigger desire. Now your desire is for something that's so much more important than whether or not your team won a game. And all of a sudden, like you stop thinking about like whether or not, like, you know, the call was right. The ref was wrong. They should have thrown it in the end zone. They instead they kicked the field goal. What were they thinking? My boss, the bus is late. Who cares? Like, who cares? You ever have that feeling? What changed? Your desire changed. Now you desire something much more important than a little bit of stimulation, desire health. That's what changed. So when you really think about it, the thoughts that we have, which form the word that we say, really is based on desire. Something so much more fundamental to ourselves. And when you look at great people, by the way, what makes them great, they don't remind themselves to like say good things. Maybe in the beginning, but when you look at like really great people, they don't have to be like, oh, right, don't say that to that person or don't think that. Their desires are attached to such big things. They want to do big things in life. They feel the pain of other people. They see what's important so often that they don't allow themselves to spend time thinking small thoughts. So they don't speak in small ways. You ever see this with somebody? Where like, there's like a little, there's like, you know, people are like talking about something and there's always like that one person that like, it just isn't interested. Wait, why? Because they, they, they have higher thoughts. This is part of this, the research from Irving Yalom. Those that suffered through, uh, a potentially life-ending illness. They just felt like their lives were different. Why, why were their lives different for? It's because everything around them changed. Nobody, no one was petty when they were trying to survive cancer. There wasn't, the pettiness sort of fell away because there was this like meta desire called life that was front and center of everyone's mind and something changed. Just to, no one had to like, oh, don't think that. Oh, don't think that. No one's doing that. Because when you attach it at the root and you change the root, the thoughts change. And the thoughts change, the speeches change. And when the speeches change, the actions change. And now you've got a different world around you. And when there are people that are attached to bigger things in life and they have aspirations to make a difference, when they empathize with people, when they, when, when they have desires that are loftier desires in life, they naturally then impact their thoughts and their speech. And when you see people that are petty, it's not that they have to like remind themselves. It's that maybe their desires aren't strong enough. And that's why I just saw this from, from Carol sent me this. I just want to quote this. Carol sent me a great thing this morning from her 11-year-old daughter. 
Look what she wrote in her room. Look, how, look, this is an 11 year old. Can you imagine? Those that are mean are the ones who are struggling. Is that powerful? Those that are mean are the ones that are struggling from Carol Merriam. It's not like petty thoughts. I mean, the person's bad. It could be that the desires aren't there yet. Now, let's delve into our desires a little bit. And there's a lot, but let's go to the, I think, the core. And it's, we'll, we'll unpack this because if we can, if we can move this needle five, five degrees, that's tremendous. If we can move this five degrees in the right direction, one of our greatest desires, what I'm sorry, one of our, let's just say it like this, maybe our greatest desire is completion. We want to feel complete. We want to feel full. And the reason spiritually is because we come from a complete source. We're a piece of the divine. And when you're a piece of the divine, it means your source is divine, but divine is full. It's complete. And so there's a piece of us at the, the most inner aspect of who we are that desires some level of completion, of fullness, of wholeness. In Hebrew, it's called shlemus or shlemut, to be shalem. To be shalem means to be whole. We desire to feel whole. And we assume, now we come to this world with this desire. We're always searching for this desire. It was always at the core of our desires. Is this general feeling of, I want to be full. I want to be complete. Now, this has manifestations, both in regards to the things that we do, which is why we're, some of us are sort of driven career-wise to accomplish things. It comes from this desire to feel full, to feel, to feel complete. I've done something. I've accomplished something. And that's why, I mean, honestly, when you look at the physical world, one of the greatest challenges is that the physical world never makes you feel complete. So when you go after things and assume that you're going to feel complete when you achieve them and you don't, it really hurts. But this feeling of completeness is what drives us to get to that next goal, to reach that next level to get the degree, to get to the corner office, to get to a level of financial freedom and independence, to get to, the, to a status symbol in our community so that somebody looks at us and goes, okay, you've achieved this and you can breathe. <sighs> I've done it. We want our kids to have this. We push our children to doing all these different things when they're younger because what we want them is to have that feeling of accomplishment. Accomplishment means that you've connected that which is outside you to that which is inside you. That's what accomplishment is. The, if you just break down what is going on in the mind of someone who wants to accomplish is they've created a space between two different things and then they bring it together. You've created a desire for a trophy and now you haven't won it yet. 
And so the whole season is bringing together two disparate pieces, my team and the trophy or the you know, victory. And when it comes together, there's a feeling of completion. Life in many ways is like a Lego set. We break it on the floor. We figure out what the pieces are. And then we work to put it together. I remember once my kids watched this thing called Dude Perfect. I don't know if you've, if your kids watched the same. My kids love Dude Perfect. There was this um, video that I saw with them that um, they were like looking for, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but like they're like looking for one piece in the puzzle. You know, when that happens, when you like spend a day completing like some massive puzzle and there's like one missing piece right? So they're looking for this missing piece. They can't find it. They're going crazy. And then like, it was like attached to somebody's like sleeve or something. And as soon as, and the guy took the piece, puts it in, they're like, oh, that's great. And then they just messed it up and did it again. Right? That's life. We build puzzles in our minds and we got to put the pieces in. I got to accomplish this and I got to accomplish that. I was told to do that. When we hit that, then we've made it. When we've hit that, then we've made it. We got to hit this level and that level and this level and that level. I want to do this. Then I want other people to do this. And right, we're constantly building sort of pictures in our mind as to what we want to accomplish. And we spend our lives putting the pieces into the puzzle. And if the pieces aren't in, we feel it. I always, it always bothered me that you have a team that like, you know, makes it to the championships and loses and feels like losers. Like it's, it bothers me. It's a tremendous accomplishment to get to the championships. You know how hard you have to work? And you lost. So the last piece wasn't in the pot. So the whole puzzle is not. Yeah. Because in our world, we see completion as physical completion. And so we are accomplishing things. That's our way of getting a hit of completion. And like, like the do perfect movie, as soon as it hits and it feels complete, you're like on to the next thing because it doesn't really fill you. You know, two months later or a month later or the next night, you're already planning the next thing. But where is it coming from? It's coming from this root desire called completion. We desire to feel some measure of I'm complete. We feel it with relationships. We so badly want to be united with another human being because the unification with another human being is what brings two disparate parts together. We want to feel it with things. We want to feel it with people. To the extent in which we don't, that's why we, that's why we settle for attention. Because attention is sort of like my way of forcing completion. I don't really feel one with you. So instead, if you just look at me long enough, I'll feel something and that'll be enough. So that's why I got to say the things and wear the things and do the things to be able to look my way. Because if you look my way, and you tell me you look my way or I feel you looking my way, then I feel connected to you. And I feel some measure of completion. 
but there's no real completion there either, right? Which is why you see people that have thousands of eyeballs on them don't really feel complete. You don't see people like in Hollywood, like basking in joy of, 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 of wholeness. You don't, even, that's not how it works because, you know, 15 million people saw their video and they're like, oh, I'm feeling something sear through my body, this warm feeling. You don't get that at all. And yet you can find a family or friends alone somewhere that no one even knows their name and they're feeling so much more completion than the person who walks down the street and people are screaming his name. Here's the hard part. Is that sometimes when people get a lot of attention, they don't even know how to be complete with anybody because they're always on. But they both stem from the same core, which is the desire to feel like you have enough. Like you're enough. We need to feel complete, to feel good. We need to feel like we're doing what's right. We need to feel like we're un united with the people around us. We un we're united with ourselves. We need to feel enough. And when the world tells us, or we, when we believe that we're not enough, there's this incredible feeling of incompletion that drives us that drives us to find it. But in, in that drive to find completion, we tend to, in the feelings of feeling off, so to speak, that's where the negativity begins. Because I don't feel enough. So I don't feel like you're enough. I don't feel like enough, so I've got to demand things from the world. I don't feel like I'm enough, so when somebody does something that really wasn't meant to hurt me, I take it as it was, because I am sensitive to it. I feel threatened, always. The negative feelings and the negative speech, those are just manifestations of I'm not enough. And if we really want to start to play with the levers, it's not enough to say, hey, my speech has thoughts. Now we got to say, hey, my thoughts have desires. And when we start to begin to understand that the core desire is completion and enough, then we can start to realize that, wait, wait, how do I feel enough? I'm going to give you a secret and then I'll end for today. Feeling enough has nothing to do with the outside world. Feeling enough, feeling complete has nothing to do with anything outside yourself. All right, we'll continue this. Have an amazing day today and just watch this stuff. Watch how, watch how your desires, when you shift it, change your thoughts. It's an amazing thing. Okay, we'll continue. Have an awesome day with God's help. I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.